1: This is an official download from TheCustardTV.com
2: Good evening everyone and welcome to The Custard TV podcast. I am Matt. I am not the editor or the runner of the website, but I do uh, write for it occasionally. With me tonight is Gary. Evening,
3: Watcher. Bank holiday weekend was a bit disappointing because I wasn't able to go out. My parents were away, so that's my kind of, you know, mode of getting out. All my friends seemed to be sort of away on holiday and all they did was post pictures of where what they were doing. So uh, by about 11 o'clock on Sunday, I thought, no, that's it. Facebook is going away. <laughs>
1: I mean, I was uh, up last
2: week as well just to rub it in.
3: No that's fine you know and that's that's fine that's okay that's yeah. good but it just meant I did other things uh instead of look at what other people were doing so oh, but-
0: Luke. Hey, everybody, here's our star. Gary. I've never heard of him before today.
1: And Matt. He's a professional. The Telly Obsessed Trio.
0: Enjoy your show, boy. This,
1: this is the Custard TV Podcast.
2: Uh If you've not joined us before, uh, good luck to you. And. Yep. Uh, you picked a good one. <laughs> uh Yeah, actually, they have because Luke's not here sort of talking yep. over us and. Uh, being a general nuisance uh, news Gary catches us up on all the US news and reviews in Gary Goes West uh, we talk about the UK scene reviews and we pick something uh, that we're looking forward to in the next week
3: we'll now transfer and Luke will magically insert a jingle here that will tell you that I'm now going west ok Over the next couple of weeks, uh, or next couple of podcasts, I should say, we're going to preview some of the new shows that are coming out in America. Hopefully some of them, hopefully some of them won't, but hopefully some of them will uh, make it over to the UK. We're going to start with the uh, ABC network in America. Uh, we're going to look at the dramas and the comedies. So uh, Matt and I have both watched these trailers, and the reason that we've done this is because obviously, you know, there's always good good shows that come over every year. But I think one thing that we're noticing, particularly with this batch, is that they're certainly lacking some new ideas,
0: hmm.
3: uh, which uh, which we can certainly agree with. So we've got uh, six dramas and three comedies. Trailers can give you a very false perspective. Trailers are meant to sell the show.
2: Uh, yeah, I know. I was I, thinking of think that the thing. These
3: trailers. Yeah, and uh, some of them don't do a very good job. But the, the trailers can give you a false expectation, I suppose is what I'm saying. Don't always base how good a show is just on the trailer. Uh, so th- The Crossing is basically the new Lost. Uh, so it's, mm. it's set in small-town America. All of a sudden, the local sheriff uh, is alerted to the fact that people, refugees are coming out of the water. They appear to be time travellers from the future, mm. and they appear to have powers. So it's Lost mixed with um, uh, Heroes, And it didn't look very good to me. The
2: network Um, who bought you lost was part of the trailer.
0: Army chopper spotted a body down at Thorn Beach. I thought no one went to Thorn Beach. Not this time of year. She's breathing. She's breathing. Come on! Is your mom here? In the water. You listed a date of birth almost 150 years from now. Help us understand how that's possible. You can't imagine what will become possible. Over 400 people drowned. I just wish I knew why. How did not you get in the water? We were running away. The what? The war. But there's no war here.
2: I mean, it's very much like a flash forward because you in flash forward you had that massive, well, flash forward didn't you? That set piece and it looked like the scene where all these bodies appear. I mean, there's elements as well of the
3: leftovers. I know you and Luke watched that. Yeah, there was a little bit of that. I suppose suppose, even the return. Yeah, even the return and even like as you say, similar to like flash forward and the event, which was kind of not not like that, but there was that kind of there was that time travel bit in the event as well, wasn't there? The next one was uh, Deception, another one that didn't impress me yeah. that much. Uh, if you remember that Castle, where a a crime writer joined up with the FBI to solve crimes, it's the same show except yeah. this time he's a magician.
2: I've put exactly the same thing: Castle with magic. The oddest bit of casting in this is, Vinny Jones is in
3: this. Oh well, yeah, but yeah, but Vinny's been you know bit part of yeah, films for years, so he's
2: basically playing Jonathan Creek in this, Vinny Jones. You know because he's making all of his. Fixed
3: by the. Looks I of thought he just play I think Vinnie Jones plays Vinnie Jones in every <laughs> film I've seen him in. So uh, next is uh, for the people. Now, if you're familiar with the Shonda Land, uh, this is uh, Shonda Rhimes uh, oh, and yeah. her ability to uh, create new peoples, This is that looks very much like the new How to Get Away with Murder for me. Uh, a room full of legal people, uh, some prosecutors, some defendants, and they're pitched up against each other. I didn't notice anybody in there I really uh... recognised. So. This could be good if it's got. I mean, legal dramas are in short supply now, but I suppose The Good Wife and The Good Fight is a lot better yeah, and has I would better say, characters. So,
2: if you're going to be a legal drama, you're going to get compared to those, and it just isn't mm. that.
3: The tagline
2: here, Gary, I don't know if you noticed oh, it. Oh, I do
3: Yeah, go on. Yeah.
2: A new generation of justice has
3: arrived. Oh, my <laughs> word. It's like a comic book strip, isn't it? <laughs> Dear me. The best looking drama, in my opinion, was The Good Doctor. Again, this is like young house without. I've read that down as well. Because <laughs> there said, was I a very can't... house thing, but I did really like Toby Ziegler from The West Wing being his kind of advocate of why you should hire him. When he,
2: when he employs him, does he say, "I've got a job now, you've got a job"?
3: No, because that's not that character. But uh, no, but I it's find. The West Wing. It's The West Wing. Yeah, but yeah, okay, yeah, take your drink. And I really, I really liked the premise of it. This this kid is severely autistic. And they use a lot of on-screen descriptions, similar to kind of like how they do with Sherlock and his uh, is it dream theatre thing, or whatever it is. Mind palace, that's it. So they show you what he's visualizing about the human. Uh, and and in the in the kind of trailer, they show you that he he rescues somebody by creating a drip from a, a Jack Daniels bottle in an airport when someone collapses and has a heart attack. Autism. Difficulty in communicating.
0: He's high functioning. He's capable of living on his own. Difficulty in
1: using language and abstract concepts. Does it sound like I'm describing a surgeon? You thought that this board wouldn't have any doubts about hiring a surgeon diagnosed with autism. Justify your decision. He also has Savant syndrome. Genius level skills in several areas.
0: He sees things. It's his heart. Adam needs an echocardiogram. No, behave yourself, or you'll be removed from the building. The echo is normal. Show them. And analyzes things in ways that we can't even begin to understand. Again? Again? There. Looks normal to me. It's not normal. This kid was sprayed with glass shards. What if a piece of glass entered his bloodstream? Blood could be leaking behind the heart.
3: You were right. I, I, I think this looked reasonable. I, I wouldn't say this is, looks like the best drama. Well, as you really say, think.
2: Young House, isn't it? It's kind of yeah. Wrapped,
3: uh, He's Young just Shows. not as grumpy as House. No.
2: So. And also Britain's own Antonia Thomas from uh, the aforementioned Misfits also in this.
3: The most kind of like bland one that I saw was the Gospel of Kevin. Yeah. Now, this is to me a mixture of my name is Earl and Ghost Whisperer. So <laughs> uh, the reason I say that is it's a brother who comes back to live with his sister and her family. After witnessing a alien or a meteor landing he goes out and, and rescues an alien stone yeah. and it turns out to be a guardian angel that can only see only he can see
2: all i've written down next to this one is first to be cancelled question mark
3: yeah, uh, if if not The Crossing, then yeah, the the, the gospel. I don't, think one the cross,
2: that... I don't think The Crossing will get cancelled.
3: Well, I, I don't see that's... where it's... Well, I suppose it'll just depend on what The Hook is. Yeah. And um, possibly the next best one that I saw was 10 Days in the Valley. Now, um, this has got a missing child element to it. Mm. Uh, and uh look very kind of Nordic noir inspired. But mm. The Hook was that the mother of The Missing Child was a Hollywood script writer.
2: This is Luke's line, which I've stolen, uh, where he said it's The Missing Meets 30 Rock.
3: Yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, The Missing Meek Sunset Strip on, you know, yeah, sunset, Studio yeah. 60. So there's the dramas, three comedies. The first and the worst, uh, is uh, Alex Ink, uh, Zach Braff, he who wrote and, and, and played in uh, Scrubs, is a radio presenter stroke podcaster. Oh, this is one for the millennials.
0: Uh, mm-hmm.
3: and he's going it alone. They do a fake kind of um, bit. What's the Daryl film? Gary Maguire? Barry Maguire where he stands up and said, who's with me? And no one walks out. And unfortunately, I have a feeling that might be the best joke of the series. Mm. This looked painful.
2: The big thing in this trailer was written by Zach Braff, reported, you know, yeah. sorry, Zach Braff, produced by Zach Braff. And Handled both this and um, splitting up together look like we've got a star um, in Alex and Zach Braff in splitting up yes. together. It's Jenna Fisher from The Office. And um, we're just going with the star, even if the premise is, you know they're selling it on the star in both of these, in my opinion. Yeah,
3: we'll do splitting up together because yeah. this is based on a Danish comedy. And two words that I wouldn't ever put together, yeah. like American intelligence. This is about a couple who can no longer stand to be married, but agree to live together. And um, as you said, Jenna Fisher from The Office, yeah, it just looks. I feel like I've seen the whole series of the trailer. Yeah, it's like always oh, splitting I've got up. All. To look forward
2: to, she's flirting with the Doctor. She doesn't know yeah. how to talk to her son about. Um, maturity let's
3: just say he lives in the garage one week and then the following week he lives in the house and she lives in the garage and the best looking comedy is called the mayor and basically a struggling rapper runs for mayor in order to promote his rap career and ends up winning
0: if you haven't heard the name Courtney Rose you're not alone he's a 27 year old struggling rapper who's adding a new title to his playlist candidate for mayor so yeah it turns out it's super easy to run for local office step one get 200 signatures step two don't be a felon and I don't go to trials next year. I'm just playing my I love you. In the name of Jehovah, why are you doing this? Courtney Rose's entire campaign is a stunt. Voters won't fall for that. Not in America.
3: It appears as if Courtney Rose is mayor of Fort Craig.
0: What? What happened? You the mayor. This has to be a mistake. What do I do? You want my two cents? You serve for one day only. That way you can get the scissors. The scissors? The, the giant scissors that give mans to cut ribbons? It's politics 101. one. the scissors by yes because I'm Fire! Food. Wait, where is it? It just means that we're going out to the fire escape to have a talk. I can see how it can be a little confusing. Miss Dina,
1: you can't yell fire at That's black people like that. I'm skittish. You put your name on a ballot in this country, that means something. You rap because you critique the status quo. And then maybe now you can actually change it.
0: I know what I have to do. Okay you want to say it first or
2: you don't want me to say it? Just Are you kidding me same
0: right same now? Page. Okay, we'll compare notes later.
2: This was my favourite of all yeah. of the, And the dramas my character well.
3: was quite funny. He had some good mm. lines. And his mother was played by... Yvette... Nicole, first, Yvette Nicole, Nicole Brown. Brown I think that's right out of community. I, yeah. I could see this getting an E4 run, you know. Yeah. Um, well, so. I think
2: unlike the other two comedies, this isn't based around the star because the lead is played by... Um, Brandon Michael Hall, who I believe is a newcomer. You know, you've I got. I did some...
3: recognise the the woman. That's yeah, Liam. Played... Mich- it's Liam Michelle that's it, from yeah,
2: Glee. That's it. Yeah, as I
3: say, um, you've got thing.
2: You've got people like Liam Michelle, like Yvette Nicole Brown, like David Spade as supporting characters.
3: Whereas in the other two, I feel like I saw the whole. Tra- I saw the whole first season in the trailer. So. I mean,
2: I don't really understand Alex Inc. and where that can no. really go. It's like it just. No. It looks a bit. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, oh, one the one thing movie. you haven't got on this list, obviously, because there wasn't a trailer for it, but it was in the playlist. Oh, right. Roseanne. Um, oh yes. Revival, yes. which they've now announced that they're completely retconning the um, John Goodman's dead thing, and just yeah, he, like he never died. Thing. Yeah, last series didn't happen. The, you know, she never wrote that book, so just forget
3: that. They never won the lottery. Well, they never no. did win the lottery, so. Um, yes, and, and that will be back. And I would imagine that Channel 4 will probably pick that up for the nostalgia reason, yeah. all, all alone, because Channel 4 used to show Roseanne uh, when it was on originally. We've got three things to review. first is The Handmaid's Tale. Now, this is uh, produced and created by Hulu. And you Hulu. know that I just love saying Hulu. Hmm. Uh, and it's the first of their dramas, really, to sort of get any uh, any major traction. And it was bought by Channel 4, basically after pretty much an online campaign where... Uh, we were hearing lots about it, but it didn't have a, a UK uh, distributor. It stars Elizabeth... Now, it's not Elizabeth Moss, is it? Or it, is is, it? it is.
2: Elizabeth yeah. Moss. Who yeah, I actually, uh, Gary, uh, was in the company of last night. Ah. When I was that? Another Italian? No, actually, not last night. The night before, Tuesday night. I'm forgetting what night we're on now. Um, When I went to another screening of uh, Top of the Lake series. Ah, yes. Um, That
3: that gets quite good in the second series as well. Yeah, yeah. She's
2: she's she's very charming as Elizabeth Moss.
3: Now, The Handmaid's Tale is another series that's based on a book, and I believe that after this weekend's first showing, the book sales went through the roof. Yeah, uh, went number one on the list, some list somewhere. Yeah, on Amazon, I think, and things like that, which is where... also. there's an ice cream van outside. Do excuse me while I just salivate. Um, The basic premise of this is that it's in an an alternative or dystopian dystopian. version of America, where uh, the the country has been overrun and taken and captured, and people are living uh, in non-free lives. So uh, you see the very first scene, she's running away with her daughter and her husband, she gets uh captured uh, we don't know why and the next time you see her she's dressed in this kind of like nun type uniform yeah. and is working for now her second she's wearing, family w- she's wearing a wimple is it it's like That's a red it, yeah. it a, a red hooded coat with a wimple it transpires that she is part of this handmaid's um order and they are basically there to help uh, procreate uh, be carriers of children for uh, military husbands whose wives cannot conceive. Yeah. Although it seems like it's set in the past because they actually go out and they use rationing to buy things from supermarkets. There's a lot of furore over some oranges being available. Uh, my nan would be certain to uh, relate to that. Uh, actually, this is set in modern modern America. Yeah. Um, so you get a lot of uh, monologue from uh, Elizabeth Moss's character. I'm sure yeah. Luke won't like that. And basically you get the explanation of the fact that, you know, she's she's the different people that she's interacting, how bored and how subservient she feels. Back at this kind of handmaid's order, uh, this kind of older nun sister type situation Mm. is kind of instructing them on their There's various scenes throughout the episode of her her shouting and beating young women. At one point, she brings forward a man who raped one of the handmaids. He's not one of the the elite. He's just a, a commoner. And it turns out that the handmaid was a friend of uh, this was Moss's character. She had an abortion and she had a, a miscarriage and died. Yeah. And this guy's responsible. So, in kind of like a frontier justice, the handmaids are given a couple of minutes to kick the living hell out of him. Hmm. And him to death, takes, basically. takes his takes her frustration out on
2: him. You basically lose your name and... Um, yes, your name is changed Because her, her yeah. name is Offred, which is basically Offred, because her... Yeah. The, but the her guy real name is
3: not, June. I did remember June, that. Yes. I don't know why.
2: Um, Because uh, Josephine's character is Fred Waterford. Um. Yeah. Also in this is Alexis Bledel of Gilmore Girls fame. She's sort of her... Partner, who she's very sort. of I only really
3: recognised her right at the end yeah. because obviously with the wimple on, it's very difficult sometimes to see who it was. I I don't know. I really enjoyed this. I was intrigued. I I, I sat and watched it in one sitting, which is always a good thing when it's something you're not sure about. Mm. Uh, and, and I think this is an excellent pickup for Channel Four. Uh, yeah. I think Elizabeth Moss is really really good. I mean, she carries. Yeah. The, uh, the, you know, it's, it's her voice, it's her her appearance that keeps the show moving. And I think, although they kind of, you know, I know Luke, it annoys Luke, you know, the voiceovers and things, but it did explain what could have been quite a strange, you know, if you didn't explain things, it could have appeared very unusual. It's really hard going to start off with. Yeah, there's Uh, there's
2: no easy explanation. No, no, I was really struggling with it, and I I was about to sort of put it down and come back to it, but then. Um, I think it was like when we started to get the flashbacks that I got into it a bit more yes I mean as you, you say Elizabeth, the characters. Elizabeth Moss is really really good She's got one of the most expressive faces in acting
3: at the moment. I, I would not be surprised if this may garner her an Emmy nomination. Uh, this or
2: the um, the Top of the Lake, which... She well, also yeah,
3: top, would Top of the Lake get her Emmys? I don't know.
2: Is yeah, they were saying job? that it was... They said they did with the first one because they were discussing the second series from, after, you know, when they were all at the end. Yeah.
0: Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts or irritation is not three or four blades a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday.
2: Um, But yeah, it's very hard watch, but I I thought, you know, they, they set the scene well, I'm not completely hooked but I think I'm okay. going to give it another episode to see you know what it does next. Yep. That that scene at the end with with Alexis Badell and Elizabeth Moss sort of hooked it, you'd me. He did open it up
3: nicely didn't Opened it, it up oh, nicely yeah. you you'll see. Um
2: there's eight episodes of this so um
3: Yeah, I I if if there was any more than eight I would be a bit yeah. concerned about where the story would go but I think uh, I think that's uh, a good one. And we'll talk about the fun that is Twin Peaks. Now have you seen this or not? No. No,
2: no. never okay. seen it. I will of just very briefly. Life. I have Would, seen Wolf Can, can Wolf. I just ask
3: a question? Of course. Would I have had to have seen Twin Peaks before? Oh hell, yeah. The first double episode is more like a David Lynch film than a than a television show. It's 25 years after the end of series 2 of Twin Peaks and the doppelganger agent cooper has been out in america causing trouble and you see him with long hair looking like he's being possessed by bob this will mean nothing to matt uh me explaining all of this uh and through the course of uh, a turn of events the original agent cooper who's in the red room in the black lodge gets out but unfortunately he's got no memory and abilities to speak he's almost like a kind of like a like a very mentally challenged character. He kind of just repeats things, but he is the spit of agent Cooper. And he's been brought back in someone else's body. Uh, His wife is played by Naomi Watts, but he's been having affairs. But of course now he's back. He doesn't know this. I cannot explain how frankly weird this program is how many of you watched so far guys? i've watched all of the four the first is a double and then there's the next two because i wanted to understand what the hell was going on i think for fewer fans of twin peaks to fill it into two categories those that loved the weirdness you know the dancing midgets the you know the red rooms and all that and then those that love the more soap opera crime drama element of it certainly this is the first david lynch uh, he, he directing all these episodes he's writing them with the original writer Mike Frost Mike Frost uh, Mark Frost sorry they've just gone full-on weird most of the regular characters that have come back for this weren't in these first few episodes there was okay. a few people Majin and Mac um, I'm pronouncing that wrong was in it uh, Cheryl Lee playing uh, Laura Palmer was back in it uh, and there was a little uh, guest appearance by Ray Wise who played Leland Palmer Not much else of the regular characters that are going to be coming back in. Uh, There's also a weird moment where Michael Cera appears playing Marlon Brando in a scene. Okay. I would recommend Twin Peaks if you are a Twin Peaks fan. For someone who's not, I I think you're just going to find it damn weird. You might be intrigued by the weirdness. If you're a fan of Lynch's films, you know, Blue Velvet, uh, Lost Highway, you probably will understand a lot more of the imagery. Um, the Mulholland Drive. Mulholland Drive. Yeah, he's now revealed that Mulholland Drive is set in the Twin Peaks universe. Oh, okay. Uh, something that fans have been desperately rewatching and looking for clues in. I really, I want to talk to someone who's watched this and what I want to deconstruct it and have okay. several hours well, of talking about that. Not on, this, not podcast. on this podcast. Yes.
2: Well, I'd say I was because uh, is it just for? It's obviously just for people who watch the first one, then first two series I, you know? yeah i kind of about?
3: feel like this is uh, 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 unlike the x-files when it came back that tried to kind of make it accessible for people who hadn't seen it before i, I think they they're going for a particular fan base hmm. um that there's not really much uh, there's not really much that you can do with this if you're not a fan already so okay okay that's west it's the west um, Conquered. Conquered, uh and uh, i can come back Start with Broken, because this is
2: probably freshest in your mind and not in mine, because I saw this weeks ago. Yeah, I watched
3: Uh, it yesterday, so uh, uh,
2: yeah. This is the new drama from uh, Jimmy McGovern, stars Sean Bean as Father Michael Kerrigan. At the screening, basically, what Jimmy McGovern said was that this was originally going to be another sort of The Street or an Accused, um, where we get like the setting of The Parish, and each week would be a different story. But when they got Sean Bean on board, they fleshed out the character of the priest, gave him a backstory, and then the sort of stories of the week, some of them, like this first one, got sort of fleshed out to more than one episode. The story in question is Anna Friel playing uh, Christina, who's this sort of single mum of three. She lives with her own mother. At the very start, she's in the church with her daughter, Lisa, who's preparing for uh, communion, uh, she's late for work. She didn't realise she'd have to sit through a mass. When she gets to work, her uh, area manager finds that she's left an IOU, that she's taken some money. Uh, so Saxa, they have a massive sort of comedy fight, which is quite amusing. And then for the rest of the episode, she ends up trying to sort of scrape money together, sells her rings at like a money shop. She, yeah, uh, porn shop. She to get benefits. Um, the big twist in this was that her mum uh, passed away halfway through, and yeah. rather than telling people, she um, kept it a secret so she could uh, collect her mum's pension. At the end. She rang Sean Bean because the mother had been like quite devout uh, Catholic. He said, "You know how 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 long she had been dead? When was her pension last collected?" And and he sort of yeah, he down. knew he knew straight away, didn't he? Uh, he I mean, his character just... in this is quite. He's like a a good priest. He tries to help the community. He knows the community is sort of. Quite downtrodden, uh, but he Sean Bean's character, Father Michael Carrigan, sort of has his own issues of being abused by priests when he was at a Catholic school, abused by his mother. By the looks of things, he's now sort of uh, on her last legs. Jimmy McGovern did say something similar happened to him at, at school. Um, he went to a Catholic school as well.
3: Really?
2: Um, so it, it looks like the short, Sean Bean's character is basically trying to give a different image of the catholic church than he yeah
3: got when, he obviously he he ties together a lot of the the cut upcoming yeah. stories because i noticed in the trailer he's in the next one and, and yeah. anna friel. well
2: he's in he's in all
3: of them he's, yeah it's, the, it's it's
2: basically his story and then there's like other characters popping up like the anna friel character what did you make of this, Gary? Because my, my views you can read on the website because I wrote yes, a review. Yes, I was just going to
3: say you've written a review. I would say I found this interesting. I thought Anna Friel was really good, very believable.
2: Yeah, she, as... was the best, she was the best thing about it for me. It's a shame. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but it's, she's not in the entire
3: series. Because in the next episode, <laughs> it's based around the area manager at the betting shop.
2: <clears throat> mm. Is that right? Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. She was in this other episode. She was in she? this other. She was in.
3: So I think. I think she. she I had don't know whether story, it focuses on. Yeah,
2: she revealed that the reason she was so annoyed with Anna Freel is that she found out that morning that it was her fault that she and her husband couldn't have children. And he's quite yes. understanding. You know, he tries to give Anna Friel
3: food bank vouchers. He and um, there's that scene but where, there, but says, that's at the point where she's she knows yeah. her mother's dead. And she's trying to hide it, so she gets yeah. him to go away. He yeah. thinks by offering a food bank t- you know food bank um, vouchers and yeah i thought this was really good it's hard going at times but yeah. you're rewarded because he can tell a story there's a beginning middle and an end without it being obvious it there doesn't need to be a retribution you know at the end they are praying and you know sean being character does get more aggressive at the end of, or not more aggressive assertive mm. you know when did she last pick up? He knows, you know, I've been yeah. around dead bodies. You know? But in, when, a,
2: in a... When did you
3: pick up the pension? He yeah. knows what to do.
2: Yeah, like, as you say, like I said, like, cons- it's concern. It's all, it's all comes from yes. concern. A lot of this stuck with me after I've been to the screening, but a lot of it was to do with the Anna Friel storyline. I yeah. personally really like the scene where she goes to, like, the cash converters place and... Because um, that yeah. was, as someone who works in retail, that was quite prevalent to me, the guy saying, you know, everyone always has a go at me... You know, I'm just, its you know, it's it's not me who makes the rules. I'd like to give everyone more money, but I can't. And I I really like But
3: effectively, he's like, he's a, I'm going to use one of those literary terms. His situation is an allegory of hers.
2: Mm. Yeah. She
3: didn't like the job in the betting shop. Yeah. But she did it because she needed money to feed her kids. And also because it gave her that opportunity to top up the money every so often by doing IOUs. Because that was the culture that she said everybody did. And her excuse was it wasn't stealing, even though it was, yeah. because everybody did it. So you're gonna keep watching this then? I think so, yeah. I would say after
2: things like Reg and, and Common and things like that, this is just this is a return to form for Jimmy McGovern. This is back him doing what he likes and he's already said that he'd like the BBC to do another series, but he doesn't think Sean Bean will be involved. Well Sean Bean's gotta be killed
3: off at the end of series one, and as <laughs> per most of his shows. Well beheaded yeah, film appearances, yeah, beheaded, hung... <laughs> <laughs> uh, drop from a helicopter. I enjoyed this. I'm
2: definitely going to see where it goes. I'd like to see where it goes once Anna Friel leaves. I think Luke enjoyed it as well. Um, he, he said that he watched it twice the second time. he saw, Again, it has to, it's something you have to be in the right
1: mood for. I yeah, think. definitely. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com com. <laughs>
2: something, I mean, I watched all of this but I sort of skipped bits of it, I did it sort of almost all in one sitting, it's Channel 4's The Trial Channel 4 described it as a groundbreaking five part series it was a mixture of a, um Fictional crime story crossed with like a real life trial with a real life jury and
3: yeah, and you were sort of supposed defense, to be sort of behind the scenes, weren't you? A little yeah, bit. Yeah,
2: the defence and the uh, prosecution are both sort of real judges, yeah. uh, like an experienced judge. Everyone involved in the crime is an actor. Everyone else isn't. I think that's the best way to put it. Yes, all um, the witnesses are actors and things like that. The crime in question is the murder of Carla Davis and her husband, so her estranged husband, Simon Davis, is the accused of the crime. I don't know what happened there. I need to put my teeth back in. He claims he found her, thought she'd had a heart attack, but took a while to dial 999, dialed a friend first. Every so often we would go back to sort of dramatise bits of their life, find out like how they met. He's sort of controlling part of his character these aspects that the um, prosecution were using to sort of paint this picture of this man who had a bit of a temper and didn't like it when things weren't going his own way they'd separated after she'd met another man who the defence were trying to paint as the other person who could possibly have um, committed the crime. She was basically having an affair with her husband at the point of the murder, and we discovered that she was pregnant by this new affair with the husband. Um, And basically bits and bobs started to come come up as it went along, um, we've sort of heard from the jury who were sort of. I, I don't know how the jury was selected. Did they ever
3: sort of go over that or? Um, no, they said a cross section of society. It was mm. his peers, yeah, uh, uh, and they were all from the local area. I suppose that's that's the one thing. You know, this was a, yeah, a, a, a set in Berkshire, and they were you know the trial was in Reading and um, things like that.
2: Yeah, uh, the one thing. I mean, the one thing I would say is that I wonder when people were applying for this, how much of their backstory they had to put in, because a lot of what I found about the jury was that their feelings about the people involved in the trial were clouded Mm. by things that had happened to them before. So, like, there was the woman who'd been sexually
3: abused and didn't
2: trust barristers. There was the um, retired health worker who um, had seen domestic abuse. Made some very outrageous
3: comments, which made me kind of stick up and...
2: There was the guy who'd been cheated on by his wife had had a very similar experience to Simon. There was the
3: ex-army guy as well. That yeah, was that's
2: cute. the guy I mean, the ex-army guy.
3: Oh, yes, of course. I feel I can talk about this with a little bit of authority, having been on a murder trial I've jury. only
2: seen Runaway Jury. That's Yeah. Um,
3: 12, 12 oh,
2: Angry Men is my favourite film, and this was yeah. not 12 Angry Men. I,
3: I've been on a murder trial jury. And what I can tell you is that my experience mirrored some of what they went through. Certainly, when you're in the deliberation room, your personal background and story cannot help but influence how you interpret things. But certainly one of the things that I felt is that in order for Channel 4 to dramatize this a little bit, they allowed people's opinions to become far more important than hard facts. Mm. In a jury trial, you are reminded constantly to focus on the facts. And I don't feel that this did that. Now, I appreciate it's a dramatisation, but I have to say that I don't think that they gave a true reflection. This was a weird one for me because what they wanted
2: to show was how a jury makes its decisions and things like that. But there was so much of the dramatisation thing and all of that was very sort of BBC daytime, wasn't it? It was very Yeah, amateurish.
3: there was a lot of that.
2: I just feel like it was should have been focused on the jury because that's the reason why they're doing this dramatised um, story. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I suppose I was thinking, and I'm guessing most people were the same, was thinking if I was on the jury, how would I have...
3: Yeah, and I think they—they they certainly played with that. Certainly, but a lot of the advertising that they did towards the end, was I could have done that. They didn't reveal who yeah. it was until the end.
2: I could have done that with this being like a proper drama, you know, like with when they did the Jew yeah. thing. The I think with they jury.
3: got caught between trying to do a real life situation and a drama. Yeah, In mean, the definitely. end. They didn't get that balance or the mix right.
1: Rate and review us wherever you find us. I think that it's programs like this that help people realize that they're not alone. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook.
3: Pick of the week. Now, I'm going to go first and I'm going to go for a new... Well, I can't call this Nordic Noir. I could call this... Oh, there must be a pun around maple syrup or something. No, uh, BBC Forge uh, on Saturday. Noir. Maybe. Doesn't quite work. I'll think on it. Uh, Cardinal. A double bill now of a new Canuck. Canadian drama. Canuck Noir. Canuck Noir. That's it. Canuck Noir. You've got it. <laughs> Well done. I knew there was a hockey reference that could be made or something. Uh, This is uh, a highly uh, sought after and respected Canadian drama It's based around uh, the homicide uh, until the missing body of a missing 13 year old Katie Pine is discovered. Obviously, this is in the Nordic Noir slot on BBC Four on Saturday night. Uh, but of course, without subtitles, which uh, some people might find more accessible than others.
2: I'll flag uh, something up, which is on Wednesday, eight pm on Channel Four. It is a new yep. um, sort of it's odd for Channel Four because they don't really do a lot of these eight dramas. This is a sort of Waterloo Road esque school series, six parts. Got quite a lot of familiar faces in there: Joe Joyner, Paul Nichols, Sunita Sarkra, Arsha Ali. Um, and it's in a sort of Yorkshire town. So sort of nice companion piece, maybe to Broken. Um, so there's that. And obviously also next week, the election.
3: Thank you very much, uh, Matt. Uh, thank You're you welcome. For, for for not being here. Uh, this has been the Custard TV podcast. You can search us on iTunes and find us. You can just search Custard TV podcast. You can yeah. leave us a five star review if you feel so led. Uh, obviously, you can visit and download from the website www.thecustardtv.com. You can follow us on Twitter, uh, Luke. I mean, I don't know why you want to, but he's at LukeCustardTV. I'm at The Gary Show, and Matt is at... Matt's TV Bites. Matt's TV Bites. We're also on Facebook. You can go on there and give us a like, The at TV, And on YouTube, where you can see individual uh, uh, reviews. Uh, so mm-hmm. if you don't want to listen to me and Matt... Why, would you, Why would you not? Why would you not? Yeah, I can't know. Uh, you can go to uh, YouTube, just search The Custard TV. And if you're a fan of Stitcher, and I believe that's something our American friends are very much into, uh, you can find us on Stitcher. I assume, again, you just search The Custard TV. So you can email us your thoughts. Uh, Matt has those details. Uh,
2: yes, reviews at gmail.com. Um, Have we had anything recent? Uh, we've had a couple of things from Elizabeth, our friend in America. Thank you for oh, mainly about the Americans which I have seen the finale of is very good but I don't want to say anything just in case
3: Luke hasn't seen it yet Indeed. Um, I did notice as well that ITV Encore have announced they're going to be showing the fifth series but uh, no one can get ITV Encore
2: also ve- also very uh, very quickly um, a friend of mine who listens to the podcast has mentioned another podcast phone app called Overcast uh, which is oh, okay.
3: thing uh, where I you can listen to us on your phone lovely so listen to us in all those various ways. Connect with us on social media and by email. Give us a high five in the street if you see us. All yeah. those things are fantastic. But don't run after Gary because he can't run. No, well, I, I can't run, so I just have to hop away. Uh, from Matt and myself and the the departed Luke, who hopefully... He's will not be back. dead. <laughs> well, no, he's not dead, but he's not here. So, <laughs> But hopefully we'll be back interrupting and singing and dancing and laughing in the next episode. This has been the Custard TV Podcast. Bye.
1: Bye. Rate and review us wherever you find us. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes, and Facebook.